Hi everyone, Karen here, teacher of deliberate creation, host of ATP Media. So I had someone cancel on me today <laughs> to record the show. Gosh, I'll tell you what, that's been happening a lot lately. People will say, oh, Mercury retrograde, but um, oh, I've got to get in contact with her. But I was speaking to a beautiful astrologer called Ksenia, who is in, I think she's in Victoria in Australia, who was talking about, we've got to stop using this retrograde story to blame all the upsets and problems that are going on in our lives and take responsibility when things go wrong. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm taking responsibility for things going awry today. And I thought I would talk with you about healing, about healing. So many of us are on an ascension journey, a healing journey, looking into our subconscious programming and looking at how that runs our life. We come into this world as sparks of pure positive energy born into the baby body. What do we carry with us? Do we carry past life beliefs with us? Do we pick them up on our physical trail? Do we pick them up from our parents? Even before we get here, are we picking up limiting thoughts and beliefs about who we are? Does the DNA structure of our body limit us into knowing who we truly are as an extension of the source? Well, all of that is true and all of that is not true according to what you want to achieve and your soul's intention in this lifetime. But many of you I know are on a healing journey. You look into your lives and you say, I want to change my life and I want to heal and I want to feel better. And it can be incredibly simple or it can be incredibly complicated <laughs> depending on how you look at it. So the negative thoughts, I think I talked about this with Jane and Phil Mountrose of the show, talking about the sponsoring thought that underpins all other limiting and stressful thoughts we have about ourselves. And that is that separation to who we are as an extension of the source, as God. And so when you establish that thought as your truth, that I am the creator, I am God, I remember reading in the Shirley MacLaine books, and if you watch her movie, you'll see this depicted in the movie where a guide is saying to her when she's on her spiritually awakening journey to stand in front of the ocean and spread her arms out and, and declare, I am God, I am God. And I remember seeing that when I was a young girl and thinking, ooh, how terrible that was because I think religion has told us that, you know, that's blasphemy to actually declare that you are God. But it is that belief in the separation to who you are as an extension of the infinite one creator of pure positive energy that underpins every other stressful, limiting, negative belief that you hold about yourself. And when you work to establish that remembering, that knowing that you are indeed the creator, the creator of your own reality, the creator of how you feel, the creator of how you think, the creator of the beliefs you decide are true and not true. You are an extension of source. You are enough. You are God. We are God. Then healing can be simple and fast. But what we do is we mull over that belief. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, we're all an extension. We're all one. We're all an extension of the creator, but we don't really believe it. What we believe is the subconscious programming that is generated from thinking we are separate to that. So if I'm separate to love, if I'm separate to God, if I'm separate to uh, source, to power, then who am I? I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. And we start in, in order to overcome that, we start judging others. Um, you piss me off. I don't like the way you do this, this. And we perpetuate this eternal judgment on others and criticism. I was saying to the group this morning, we were having a bit of a chat in the um, online group that we've got a chat chat group going. Someone was saying that he's seeing someone wherever he goes. And we were talking about why is he seeing this person? And what I found in my life is that when I have declared that I want to be more connected to my source and I want to ascend and I want to be more loving and feel better, I want to feel good, then anything that is in distortion to that comes into my awareness, comes into my life to show me where I'm out of alignment with that. So if I've got a problem with someone, it's like I bump into them everywhere I go. <laughs> Thank you for that. Until you clean up your thoughts about that person, because all judgment is self-judgment and all criticism, all negative limiting criticism of another is your own fear talking, is your own fear talking. So once you establish that you are love and that becomes a part of your belief system or a part of your remembering, because we know this before we come into this human experience, then you can understand and have compassion for the other, even if you disagree with who they are or you don't like them or you judge them. And when you can have that compassion and understanding for the other and feel compassion and unified with them, you can feel compassion and unified with yourself and you stop the self-criticism. You stop feeling unworthy, not good enough, you stop resenting others and you start to love yourself. And so healing can be really simple. Once you reestablish that connection to the truth of who you are as an extension of the infinite one creator, that energy that is pure positive energy, that energy which is love. We have called it as humans unconditional love in this world because we understand love as a desire but it's very conditional so I'll love you if you do this for me if you're nice to me I'll love you we don't really understand love as an unconditional understanding that love is love in our romance and Hollywood movies we talk about falling in love and finding the love in the other it's a very conditional understanding of love and who's going to say, I love you first? <laughs> Did you say, I love you? Did they say, I loved you back? And I say, look, love is not negotiable. Love is who you are. You love because you are love. You love because you are love. And then when you love, you make decisions on who you want to spend your time with. So it's not, I love you or I don't love you. <laughs> Some people say, I love my children, but I don't necessarily like them. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. <laughs> or I love my family, but I don't necessarily like them. So, yeah, you love because you are love. You are an extension of love. You are love in the world. 
you are, everyone is love in the world. There's no exceptions here. Everyone is an extension of this pure positive energy. Are they displaying it? Are they living it? Maybe not. Maybe not, but that's their choice. What's your choice? So love is not negotiable. You are love. And once you decide that you love and you are loved, then you decide who you want to spend your time with. Healing can be simple. Reestablish that remembering that you are an extension of the source. As Shirley MacLaine told me all those years ago, or her guide telling her in the book, I am God. What is God to you? Or I am love, or I am source, or I am powerful. I am the creator. You are the creator. You are the creator of your world, and your world exists within how you perceive this world. How are you thinking about yourself? How are you thinking about others? This is your world. We think that the world is happening outside of us. The world is happening inside of us. It is our judgments, our criticisms, our opinions, our thoughts and our feelings on what we experience, how we experience ourselves, how we experience others, how we experience what we witness in our news, on media, on social media. We're bumping up against energies and then we're deciding what we think about it. I love it. I was telling a girlfriend the other day, uh, Byron Katie has these classic sayings. She says, no two people ever meet you only ever meet your thoughts about them your opinions about that person you don't really ever meet the other person you only ever meet your ideas about that person or thoughts or beliefs and interestingly enough those thoughts opinions ideas beliefs and judgments are all wrapped up in how you think about yourself I remember once I was at a personal growth course years ago, God, 30 years ago, and a woman was standing up talking about her husband, complaining about her relationship. And as a young girl, this was really annoying me. <laughs> and I remember sitting there, not saying anything uh, verbally, but in my head I'm screaming, oh, my God, I wish you would sit down and like really criticising this woman. And then we went to lunch and I sort of was kind of exhausted because have you found that negative energy is really exhausting? It pinches you off from that connection to your source, right? So sitting there criticizing this woman that kept standing up complaining about her husband exhausted me. And at lunch I was sitting there exhausted, but I posed the question, why am I so angry at this woman? I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I've got no reason to be upset with who she is and you know how she's complaining about her husband. She's doing a personal growth course just like me. Why am I so upset? And I gave it a good hard think. Like why? Why? What am I afraid of? What is scaring me about this? What, what how am I, how can I bring it back to the self? And I had this epiphany. It sort of struck me that back then in those days I was so shy that to stand up in front of a crowd of people and bear my soul, I think there was like a hundred people in the room, you know, a few, there were quite a few people, to bear my soul to a hundred people or to anyone really in a public setting was completely terrifying to me. Why? Because of my own self-criticism. What would you think of me if I told you what I really felt, if I complained about my life, if I shared myself? What would you think of me? Would you like me? Like this is what terrifies most of us. What do you think of me? People are terrified to go on 
on, you know, radio or stage or public speaking because they're terrified of being criticised and judged. And as I sat there during this lunchtime, dissecting my thoughts and questioning them and and asking why I felt so upset and was so critical of this woman, I was terrified that people would criticise me as much as I was criticising her. That was the fear. That was the fear. And I remember in that moment I decided that I need to do more public speaking because <laughs> people had told me all my life, oh, you're going to be in front of crowds, you're going to speak in front of people, you know, you're going to be a teacher, blah, blah, blah. Even as a kid I was given a you know, palm reading and they said you're going to be a teacher. And uh, to the 12-year-old kid I'm like, that's never going to happen. And then to the shy young adult, I'm like, that's never going to happen. I was in real resistance to putting myself in front of people and speaking publicly. And then watching this woman do it in her quest for healing and understanding of what was going on between the relationship of her and her husband, I was in total resistance and fear and criticism and screaming in my head, shut up, I don't want to hear your story, you're driving me crazy. You know, I was all this criticism in my head because I needed to overcome my own self-criticism. And as I say, once you establish that you are love, you can have compassion and love for everyone, including yourself. And healing becomes really possible and really easy and a joyous ride instead of this constant trying to overcome and seeking and overcome and overcome. Neil Donald Walsh, or God in the Conversation with God books, says it over and over and over and over again. Well, at least in the first three. I haven't read all the books that Neil's put out, but they're all the same theme. There's only one of us in the room. You are God and the other person is God. There's only one of us in the room. We are one. We are one. We are one. We are one. So when you love someone, you're loving that as attribute that you love in yourself. When you hate someone, you're hating that attribute that you hate in yourself. We are one. And our self-judgment and self-criticism shows us what we believe about ourselves. So if we really believe that we are love, then loving is easy, right? And healing is easy, easy and fun. I hope you get a lot out of this. And next time you have a criticism about someone or yourself, ask yourself why and ask yourself, is this serving you? And is this a part of what you're intending to live in this lifetime? If you're intending to spiritually evolve or to ascend, to you know, be a part of the ascension, to be a part of the shift and the upliftment of human consciousness in this world. Ask yourself when you criticize yourself and others, is this who you want to be? And can you love it? Can you love the criticism? Not try and fix it, not try and heal it, but love it for exactly what it's teaching you and showing you about yourself, which is what I did ultimately when I realized that my criticism of this woman was showing me how I criticized myself. I could love it and I could love her and I could love myself. Thanks for listening and watching. Love you all big time. Bye for now.